Join us now for Health for Life, brought to you by Hamilton Healthcare System. Today, we're talking with Dr. Lee Connor of Hamilton Healthcare System and Hamilton Physician Group Specialty Care in Dalton, Georgia. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Connor. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad you're here. Dr. Connor is a board certified infectious disease specialist. He completed his medical training at Florida International University Herbert Wertheim College in Miami Dade County, Florida, and his residency and fellowship at Wake Forest University School of Medicine, Winston Salem, North Carolina. Carolina. He practices at Hamilton Medical Center and Hamilton Physician Group Specialty Care down the street from Hamilton Medical Center. Hamilton Physician Group Specialty Care houses several physician specialties, including infectious disease, pulmonology, and rheumatology. Great to see you today, Dr. Connor. Thanks for having me again. I'm, I'm glad you came by. Today we're going to talk about staph infections and MRSA. Tell us more about what these things are. What is a staph infection? Then tell us what MRSA is. Yeah. You know, staph infections, you know, us infectious disease folks have a great respect for these, these this pathogen in particular. It uh, can be very devastating. And so this is a, a very common skin bacteria that, you know, is on people's skin. It can be up the nose too. That's sort of where it resides. And so it's on our bodies and, and really, you know, it, it doesn't cause us a problem until it gets into a deeper space. You know, if we get a cut that's infected, gets into our bloodstream, we have wounds. So it, it can be a pretty nasty bacteria. And a staph infection. A staph infection. And then when we talk about staph, you know, MRSA is probably the one that people talk the most about. And MRSA is just an acronym for methicillin-resistant staph aureus. So that first part just means it's resistant to a lot of our really great antibiotics. And so we have to go to different antibiotics that, that would particularly treat that brand of staph. Oh, well, are you coming up with the new antibiotics all the time? There's a lot huh. of push from the government and the CDC and research funding to really bring new antibiotics to market so that we do have options when, and, you know, there are bacteria out there that have no op, no great options, really. Well, I, you know, go, I go to the pharmacy, I find out, I find out that antibiotics are very inexpensive, mm -hmm. very inexpensive. And then um, I hear talk of sometimes doctors will give an antibiotic when they don't need to. It's overprescribed. Mm -hmm. yep. do, you, do you hear of that sometimes? Oh, yeah. That's a, a big part of what I kind of do. It's part of my job. And, and the fancy word for it is antimicrobial stewardship. So we got to be really good stewards of the antibiotics that we do have because there's only a finite amount of them. And you don't want to get resistant to them, right? Exactly. So the more that we expose individuals or community to an antibiotic, the more we see the bacteria become wise to that antibiotic or resistant where they found out a way to work around that particular drug. And then, you know, we've lost that. You know, even though these microbes, it is something how that they can learn mm -hmm. And go around what we have. Yep. When they're not really alive. Well, they're alive, but they don't, you know, they don't have a mind. They're, they don't they're think. not intelligent. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how that works. That is just fascinating. Yep. Yep. Bacteria like to share genetic code. You know, they there's things called transposons and, you know, but they figure out a way around. They, yeah. And what then we they, have. And they share that information between each other. So different bacteria can show other bacteria. And then here we go. Yeah, and then and then uh, and then we have to you know use other drugs that may be more toxic or not as good as the old ones. So it's um yeah it's it's, it's a challenge and an over prescription. You know when you're treating a viral infection with antibiotics, it's not not ideal. And and really you're exposing that person to risks and you're exposing the community to a potentially more resistant you know flora. You know? Well, while we're talking about risk, who do you think is the most at risk 
for a staph infection. Anybody can get a staph infection from, you know, an infected cut or a wound, you know, any little thing. But but the people that really tend to get ill are, you know, the more immunocompromised folks, so older folks, people with diabetes. But yeah, it, it can affect anybody. I mean, it doesn't matter how healthy you are. If you get a break in the skin and unlucky enough to have that take hold, you know, you can be pretty sick. Pretty quick. Pretty quickly, yeah. Staph is probably one of the most aggressive bacteria that we that we deal with, and, and it moves quickly, and, you know, it causes significant mortality. Wow. MRSA, how is MRSA spread? So when we talk about staph, MRSA is the resistant kind. There's MSSA, which is the sensitive kind, and that kind of depends on, you know, what antibiotics you're going to give. But, you know, they're on our skin, and they're potentially, you know, it can be from skin-to-skin contact. So so it's on everyone's skin all the time? I have it on my skin now? You have it on your skin? Oh, yeah. Uh, so staph is, you know, prevalent on our skin. Some people have MSSA. Some people have MRSA. But, it, yeah. And so when we do find someone with MRSA and in the hospital, we, we wear our gowns and stuff so that we don't transmit that from patient to patient because it is really that, that, that touching of, you know, Body surfaces, fomites, which is like, you know, inanimate objects like clothing and, and doorknobs and stuff like that that kind of act as, as vectors. So, yeah, you know, close contact, that, that's sort of how we can spread MRSA inadvertently. Now, an MRSA skin infection, have you seen that? What does that look like? Yeah, so, um, you know, most of the time when we're talking about that, it's going to be something that makes pus, so it's going to have some purulence to it. Usually forms abscesses, you know, and it gets red, angry, super painful, and then you can kind of see that pus building beneath it. And, um, you know, probably people have had family members, or if not themselves, develop something like that where it needs, you know, someone to cut into it, drain it, and, you know, good wound care and antibiotics to, to kind of get that eradicated before you know, it goes any deeper. And a lot of these skin infections start off as that. And then people let them go, don't seek treatment. Um, and it just starts to fester. And then if it gets into the bloodstream, then you get to meet me at the hospital because I'm the one that's going to be managing that. Um, just because it is so deadly when it gets into your bloodstream, um, is that you really want an ID provider to, to be there to take care of you. Um, but, you know, that really speaks to just if you have something like that, early treatment, we can get away with pills, maybe a little bit of drainage in the office and, and, and get you back in good shape before You take maybe a shot of an antibiotic? Yeah, sometimes they'll do that in the clinics, yeah, uh, or pills. Um, you know, there's there's a few good staff drugs that, you know, are well tolerated and we can give you an outpatient setting. And if we get there early enough, like almost a lot of things in medicine, you know, earlier the better. You know, trying to do damage control later down the line, it's, it complicates things. Medicine has come such a long way. Yep, yep. And if you get MRSA or any staph really in the blood, then we're talking about IV antibiotics for a very long period of time. And so so you'll be in the hospital for that? You'll be there for probably a week or so, uh, depending on how well you do. And um, then we'll be talking about antibiotics when you leave. And sometimes that requires IV antibiotics for four or six weeks, depending on how bad it is. Hmm. Well, now we've been talking about how you treat it. mm -hmm. And we've been talking about what it is. But give me some idea of preventing a staph infection. Yep. So, you know, basically good hand hygiene is paramount in this. You know, we were talking about contact surfaces and, and person-to-person contact as being a good way to transmit MRSA. But washing your hands is one part. The other part is if you do end up getting a cut, a wound, you know, you really want to be good about washing that out immediately, you know, keeping it covered, clean, um, you know, if it has any signs that worries you, like redness or it's draining a lot of fluid or super tender, you know, definitely reaching out to your primary care doc or going to one of the convenient cares and, and getting that addressed right away. Um, those, those would be the best ways of really kind of heading off any trouble 
uh, in terms of staph infections or any other bacterial infection that can really get in there and run rampant. Well, you know, in life, we all get a scratch or, mm-hmm. you know, a little puncture wound of some kind. And Neosporin or, or uh, you know, Bactine, those kind of things, putting a Band-Aid on it, that is a good thing. Yeah, those can help. And, uh, you know, good old-fashioned soap and water. You know, it might not feel great when you're doing it, but really getting that soap in there and washing out any debris, you know, any foreign material. And then that soap is going to wash away a lot of those bacteria, too. And so that just gives your body, you know, less to fight off. You know, you'll be able to close that wound up nice. You know, yeah, good old-fashioned soap and water. And then you can bandage it, Neosporin or Mupirocin, those sort of things. And then be on our way. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, the, the, the patients, like we were saying, who are high risk, you know, diabetics. When diabetes has attacked a lot of the, you know, peripheral stuff, like your feet, that's the one thing they always tell you to look out for. Boy, these diabetic wounds, I mean, staff loves to infect these, uh, all, you know, a bunch of other bacteria too. But, you know, it's just super important to be aware, you know, in our, our diabetics and our immunocompromise of anything, um, keeping an eye on you know, any breaks in the skin could potentially, you know, get infected. And so, um, you know, those people I'd really caution to, you know, go see your podiatrist, you know, really keep an eye on it, get that mirror out and check your feet for anything since sometimes they don't have great feeling in their feet and you can't know. Sometimes, it, you know, you have to have amputation, you know, but but hopefully early antibiotics, getting it taken care of with the wound care, you know, good control of diabetes to hopefully prevent a lot of that, you know, stuff too. Um, those are all super important, but yeah, I mean, boy, people get new shoes and, and don't realize they don't fit right and they rub ulcers and they just break open, get infected. And really by the time, if you're not looking, by the time you notice, it's already you know, worked itself in. And, and another aspect of what I do is, is the treatment of bone infections. And probably the most common place we see that is in the feet. And that's when the bacteria, you know, work through the soft tissue, destroy a lot of, you know, healthy tissue there and then work their way into the bone. And, and then when we're at that point, you know, we're talking about six weeks of antibiotics to really clear it out of the bone. So, you know, you can really try your best. But, um, yeah, it, once it takes a foothold there, you know, sometimes the only option is amputation. Um, and it all started with a staph infection. Yeah, you know, that's uh, that's probably number one up there, I would, I would say. How about that? Yep. It's well. uh, prevalent and, uh, you know, it's takes one little cut. Dr. Connor, it's always great to have you on the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate you joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. For more information or an appointment at Hamilton Physician Group Specialty Care, call 706-529-3072 or visit hamiltonhealth.com slash specialty care. This program in no way seeks to diagnose or treat illness or to replace professional medical care. Please see your health care provider if you have a health problem. Thank you for listening to Health for Life, a presentation of Hamilton Healthcare System. 